dedicated to examining, archiving, and applauding the loneliest girls in media and pop culture history. I am just a loca who doesn't really know where the hell she's been, Madeline. Um, And then I'm joined by (laughs) someone who's lying to everyone, Charlie. (laughs) That was... um... (laughs) <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> Off the cuff. Off the cuff. No, that was truly one of... Someone uh, was lying to everyone. <laughs> Charlie. Hi, this is Rebecca. Hi, Maddie. How are you? I'm feeling great. Oh, I love it. I'm well rested. <laughs> you are well rested. As you know, very well rested. And um, just filled with a lot of... Just sort of gray, brown shirt, dead fields, um, fog, um, ennui Mm -hmm. uh, that really felt in line with the content that we consumed yesterday, this morning, Mm -hmm. and this afternoon. Yeah. They, um, what's funny is right now we're in West Tennessee, y'all. Yes. But we have been experiencing the most forksy weather. It's so true. Last night we drove through fog. And it, there was a moment where it was all four of us in a car. Um, Rebecca, uh, her sister Mary. Hail, Hail Mary. Mary. Um, and her friend Erica. And all four of us were in the car. And the fog was so heavy and so eerie. That there were a few, there were a few beats of silence where I think we were all like a little worried. It definitely like, couldn't you have imagined Victoria just jumping out in front of the car? Oh my gosh, yes. I thought you were talking about the queen for a second. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) honestly, with me, like, you would have been like the the vampire. And I was like, no, 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 no. Queen Victoria. No, couldn't you just have imagined Queen Victoria? Always, always. Famously always imagining Queen Victoria. You gotta think about um, her. Rebecca, how are you? I am great, but before, can we get into our Lonely Girl moment of the week? Oh gosh, I would love nothing more than that. I, would you like me to oh, go first? wait, we are talking this week about... You dumb sluts. Yeah, I know. You guys don't even know... <sighs> what we're about to talk about this week, even though you probably saw the title of the episode, we are covering the two, I would say, most important novels and films in the iconic, life-changing, society-bending series known as Twilight, Mm -hmm. New Moon, Eel Moon, um, and Eclipse. Yes. Numbers two and three. Two and three. So first, before we discuss why we decided to do these as a bundle, um, lit uh, as a double feature, as they say. Yeah. Okay, first, Maddie, what was your lonely girl moment of the week? Okay, so my lonely girl moment of the week 
was um, inspired in part by um, the need to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it it was due to the fact that I, um, as many of you lonely girls know have something of a hindrance when it comes to the luggage I use to travel with. Um, I bring duffel bags. Famously. And I hate myself at least 30 minutes into the trip. Um, I did not bring a duffel bag this time, but I did not have a rolling suitcase, and I thought to myself, you take that duffel bag one more time, Um, and I didn't. Yeah. I needed to buy one of those nice little rolly bags that mm-hmm. you can push any which way. It stands up on its own. It's it's a feat of modern science and also is like the number one hindrance for overhead bin space in airplanes. And, and I wanted that to be me. Yeah, and also what else did you do, Maddie, while you were getting a rolling suitcase at a strip mall? I did not go to a strip mall. This this ties into my lonely girl moment. Oh, okay. So I had to go get a rolling suitcase, and I took my assistant, Darcy. I have an assistant now. I know. And she has to do hard, hard, hard tasks. Hard tasks, like go with me to... Well, we were going to go to a TJ Maxx. We were going to be Maxinistas mm-hmm. together. And the nearest TJ Maxx was in this, like, bizarre shopping center. It was a dead mall. There's nothing more lonely, girl, than a dead, dead, dead mall where you're just going up an escalator and there's a, a, a I don't know, like a phone cleaning kiosk and an off-brand GameStop and, like, a Wetzel's Pretzels, but it's, like, Wentel's Lentils or mm. something along those lines. It's just an eerie, out-of-body experience. And while we were in line purchasing my beautiful ergonomic suitcase, I realized that there was nothing more in the world that I wanted or needed to do but get my ears pierced for a second time. And I thought, what better place to do that than the mall? Raise your hand if you only got your ears pierced at the mall. So I made my assistant Darcy come with me and... Um, just comfort and document the experience of me getting my ears pierced at mm-hmm. it, at the Dead Mall Claire's. And so that was really my lonely girl moment of the yeah. week. I, um, this isn't my lonely girl moment, but I'm half seas on mall ear piercings. Once I got it at Claire's and then another time I just needed to feel something and I had an hour to kill. So I just went to Walmart. Yes. At like 8.30 at night, and I was like, I need this. I need this. And I was like like going through like a breakup, and I was like crying, and the lady was very uncomfortable uh, piercing my ears. Um, and I feel bad for her, but I wasn't inebriated, so, so I was I mean, just sad. I was also sober, unfortunately. I was sober getting my ears pierced at the Dead Mall Claire's, but it, it, you know, it felt right, and now I have two ear piercings. And she's and I, been adorning them like no one's business. It's been so fun. I do want to get, like, three more. Mm. Mary, and I might try to convince Mary and Erica mm-hmm. to go get their ears pierced just tonight yeah okay i will get another hole i think that would be fun we should do it we should do it yeah um (laughs) yeah i think they'd totally be down decision on the pod (laughs) you you heard it here first they're gonna be so excited to hear that they're getting ear piercings yeah they are um this is like such a big sister moment where you can like 
Mary is so herself and then it's these kind of moments where you just are like, you're getting your ears pierced. Um, and you don't have a decision. And then the little sister just has to kind of be like, okay, you know, and just has to do it. Okay, fine. Um, what was your lonely girl moment of the week? Well, I, so y'all, I, we're in Tennessee together, mm -hmm. which is so fun. Um, do you like Tennessee? I love Tennessee. Okay. She's a Tennessee girl now. Yeah. But like being home, I'm just pumped with emotions. Yeah. And I like don't have one to choose from. But I think being in the car, we just went to McDonald's <laughs> because Maddie needed a frappuccino. And um, no, I needed a mocha frappe. She needed a mocha frappe. And a small fries. And chicken nuggets. Yeah. And um and we were just driving back and no one no one was talking to me. Like in a fine way. No one said anything. And then I just started like laugh crying and I was like, and I know it's easy. To make fun of me, and I would make fun of me too, and I'm sorry. And, and everyone in like, the car was like, like Rebecca, what? <laughs> we're not talking to you right now. <laughs> Rebecca, we're not making fun of you. <laughs> and I knew that no one was, and I just like was just laughing at how stupid, because I knew I was being stupid, so I was laughing, but also I was crying. And so then we all, um, well, Mary held out her hand for you to hold, and then I put my hand on your shoulder, mm -hmm. and then you demanded that Erica also hold, hold your hand. I, well, I didn't want her to feel, like, excluded. <laughs> for comforting you. <laughs> so that was, um... Yeah, I, I think mean, that's a good one, right? Yeah, no, that's it's a just, good one. It was me just kind of, like... That is a very lonely girl moment. It was just, like, being delusional, knowing you're being delusional, and knowing what you're saying just isn't... It's not helping. Mm. Sometimes you just like, sometimes, sometimes you just gotta say things. Sometimes it was like no one was paying attention to me, so I just burst into tears. Okay. It, speaking of people just saying things, it's just saying things. Um, we last night began. We began viewing perhaps the the most. I don't know, the most exciting film that's ever great. The most exciting, unimportant, vague, silly... I love it. Uh, film to ever grace the screen. Um, we did not finish it last night. Then we basically wrapped it up this morning. And we're so entrenched in sort of the narrative arc of everything that we needed to just watch the next installment. And following up on the ear piercing thing, it was a big sister moment of I like didn't really know if we should watch Eclipse, not watch Eclipse, and Maddie was like, we should watch Eclipse. And I was like, hmm. And then Maddie is like, okay, we're watching Eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> and just it was like <laughs> it was like, okay. <laughs> oh well, okay. Okay. <laughs> um so we did. We watched Eclipse and I think it was a good move because truly they're the same film, and nothing they, happens. Nothing happens. Like I'm surprised it isn't one book split up into two films. Yeah, because literally nothing happens. And the, the third one, I think, especially plot wise, because there's two very important things that happen in in the second one. Yeah, and that Edward leaves, and then Edward comes back. Yeah, and then there's a lot of stuff in the middle. Yeah, where you learn well, about wolf culture. Yeah, and but then in this one. Edward doesn't leave. Mm -mm. Like, he nothing stays. happens in he, this He, like, one. actually nothing happens. No. So, 
I think we should break it down. <laughs> I think we should break it down. Okay, so like one thing that we loved while watching this film is like you've read the books, I've read the books. When was the last time you saw New Moon? I, I like so every so the first one I had not seen before. I no, I think I'd like seen the movie. I know I've seen both of the Breaking Dawns, and I don't know when I've seen the other movies, but I have. Yeah, but it's not so like I. It As we wasn't know, I'm a, a distinct... I'm a Twilight scholar and you will are. very regularly rewatch the series. I've probably seen New Moon, like, upwards of a dozen times. Um, and Re Rebecca can attest to this. I never remember what's going to happen. It's I so exciting. I literally am, like, just baffled by the plot every single time. Mm -hmm. I have no clue what's going on. I have no clue what's going to happen next. I'm like, wait, does so-and-so die? Oh, my gosh. And then you're like, wait... Bella, where have you been, Loka? <laughs> and where has Bella been, Loka? <laughs> but I think part of it is just like none of it makes sense. And we had a, I had a great pitch for um, a film studies class. It's really good in that uh, one of like for an editing class or something, you have to take not just any movie. I want you to do New Moon and you have to cut together the scenes in a different order to tell a different story. Because it is sort of a disjointed, bizarre... It's It toes the line between what eclipses, which is like a basic, basic commercial Hollywood film, mm -hmm. and New Moon at times is making some art house decisions. It is. Whereas, indie. Whereas the original one was like true auteur cinema. We've discussed this. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with me that New Moon is yellow? Yeah, New Moon. I was just being a little stinker. Yeah, I just, I just wanted you to know. Yeah, no, I know when things are yellow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Eclipse is a noir. Eclipse is noir. It's black and white. It's yeah. noir. It's, it's film noir. It's film noir. So let's kick it off. Let's kick it off with New Moon. With You Moon. We start off with... Bella. Bella. She's afraid she's gonna get old. Yeah. Which, aging. She, oh, aging. Aging. The second film is all about aging. Mm -hmm. We start off with her being an old, ugly grandma. Yeah. With Edward. Mm -hmm. Then they're in class and they're doing Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yes. Um, and... Then... Oh, and it's then, Bella's birthday. Oh, well, it's her but, birthday, so she's getting older. She's getting older. But in, um... In class, Romeo and Juliet's happening, and Edward's like, you know how I would kill myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we get, like, the mo- and, and it's like, I'm sure this is not gonna check off. Yeah. Did you hide a gun? Yeah. Did you hide a gun somewhere in it's here? We, where Edward talks about how he's gonna kill himself, and how he, how would, he, would, uh, do how he would do it is he would go to the Volturi, and we're like, what's this weird Italian word? What- what? Mm -hmm. um, and they're this, you know, this faction of vampires who are old and Italian and they just sort of like run, they're, they're royalty, I guess. Mm -hmm. Which I don't really know how that works because vampires can't procreate and they're not related at all. Well, so it's like, like, they're like the mafia. So it's not really royalty. It's, it's sort of like, I think it's, it's like the mafia. It's like, it's the mafia. It's, they're, you know, no one's born into it. No. All that to say... Um, we learned very briefly about the Volturi, and then Bella has her birthday. Mm -hmm. 
she opens a present like an idiot, mm -hmm. like an absolute loser, and gets a paper cut. Of course she does. Opening a present. Mm -hmm. My question is, mm. wouldn't like once a month... That's what I was wondering. Does it not come up in the books? Never. Her monthlies, y'all. Yes. Um, wouldn't Jasper... Like, I, get, I don't is know. Is period blood different than blood blood? I guess it's like... It would be like garbage blood. Okay, no, no, no. Do people, when she gives birth, are any of the vampires freaky? No, but she's cut open, so there is regular blood. Yeah. So... Anyways, who knows? But then also, okay, it can't be because actually, I have a great point. Bella's not the only person getting her period. They so are true. surrounded by yeah. If Jasper's periods. in a high school, he's just going. We've crazy. all seen Carrie, and then also like a lot of vampires are like going like, you know, they're running around towns, yeah, passing women on their periods. All and I mean, I bet it's like gross. I bet. I mean, I just. I I think that would be, it doesn't, I don't think it smells as delicious. Yeah, as like, anyways. Um, nice paper cut blood. Yeah, so Bella just spills out some nice, yummy, yummy, juicy paper cut blood. Um, and Jasper, who's a young, just sort of confederate vampire. Wait, I'm going to do my impression. Okay. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Was that good? That was really good. Thank you. Just. <laughs> Jasper. Oh, oh, wait. Before that, oh. Alice, Alice jumps in. Oh, Alice does straight up parkour. There's a lot of parkour in the films from now on. Yeah. She does like a. <laughs> a pirouette. She, she, no, she does like. <laughs> she, in school. She does like a vault. She does a vault routine over the stairs in their high school. We rewatched it. And is okay, Maddie, did you remember that happened? No. I know. I literally had never seen that before. I have now said this is an I and I'm not giving this open blank check to because also I think this is season two. I'm hoping this is season yes. two. But one of our goals for season two is guests. Yes. And if any guest wants to discuss any Twilight movie... We'll watch it again. We will revisit it. We'll revisit Twilight because there's so much we can talk about. And we, we can never not talk about Twilight I would enough. love that. So Alice is like, um, <laughs> Bella, where the hell have you been? Loka. 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 So she... She, they have the birthday party. Jasper freaks out. Jasper freaks out. Edward, fight, to fight. protect her, throws her against a mirror. Genius. And makes her bleed more. So smart. Such a sexy, smart guy. And all, all this to say what ends up happening is because of this one tiny incident that happens once, mm -hmm. Edward realizes that he can't be with Bella. Um... Even and he though, has to leave her. Even though he literally protected her, she bled everywhere, and he didn't kill her. In the first, he was just like, it's too dangerous. This, this Even though he just proved he wouldn't kill her. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes men are scared. Sometimes men are stupid. Sometimes men are really dumb. It's okay, sometimes, and, and so the Collins leave. And so then we get... The most brilliant, beyond brilliant book to film adaptation, which is if you've read New Moon, mm -hmm. what you recall is that there's just 
when Edward leaves and Bella realizes that Edward's gone forever. Um, she sits in a chair. But in the book. Oh, in the book, you look at the, the months. And I don't know the months. It's probably the beginning of the year. It's like October. Yeah, it's like... November. And it's just De- a page of this, like, uh, paperback book with the soft pages and the thick black spine and in big print in the middle and in twilight font it says like november and you turn the page and your heart drops because you're like another month with nothing (laughs) with no edward and then you're like oh my god christmas time (laughs) he's still not here um and in the film, it's adapted in the way where Bella is just sitting in a chair, staring so out the good. window, and that the camera is spinning around her. Very secret life of daydreams, a la Pride and Prejudice, it's 2005. So good. Intercut with her just screaming bloody murder in the night, yeah. and poor Charlie. Poor Charlie. 43-year-old 40, Charlie. Charlie. Poor 43-year-old Charlie. So Bella's losing her mind. She's incredibly depressed. Honestly, I I get it. I, I had a heartbreak. Um, yeah, heartbreak is rough. Heartbreak. I, I ble- my first one, I literally blacked out for... I really did black out for a few months. Yeah, it's just sort of like you're in... Yeah, no, and she... I don't know if I want to use the word loved Edward, but she was incredibly emotionally dependent on him in a way that would be traumatizing to have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Having it be immediately gone Mm -hmm. with no way to contact him. So this book is great. This film is great. This film is the reason why we have Team Jacob versus Team Edward. Yes, yes. This is where Jacob gets introduced to us, not just as, like, a dopey little kid who's hanging out and telling her vampire trade secrets. Mm -hmm. He becomes an active love interest. Mm -hmm. And Bella decides... Oh! Bella realizes that when she makes dangerous decisions, she can see Edward. Yeah. Which is absolutely insane. Like, I get it, Mm -hmm. I understand, Mm -hmm. but, like, oh my gosh, she is absolutely unhinged. Poor Anna Kendrick, having to, like, deal with her not-friend. No. This girl that occasionally will just, like, hit her up when she's bored or doesn't have anyone else to hang out with. And then it's no fun. Oh, Bella is the worst time to be around. I'm really fascinating yeah um unless you're edward or jacob and then you are the most amazing girl in the entire universe so many questions one thing to stand for this movie is mary and erica i don't know if maybe i think like mary had once seen twilight but they were not entrenched in the franchise they could not care less we were like come watch twilight with us like (laughs) very (laughs) bossy (laughs) yeah come here pierce your ears (laughs) yeah (laughs) watch twilight with us and um they were, like, watching it halfway, and they were like, this is so entertaining. It's incredibly entertaining. It's so fun. Um, you get, I think the film starts getting into more, like, iconic line reads. Mm. At the, the first mention of Jacob's nickname for Bella, which is Loka. Loka. And he which says, means crazy. <laughs> Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? And I think this introduces one of 
<laughs> the biggest question, actually, of the movie, which is... You ready for this, Maddie? Yeah. Is Taylor Lautner a good actor? That is the question. The question is, t- is Taylor Lautner a good actor? We'll get back around to that because... it It's confusing. It's, it's tale as old as time. And he can pivot on a dime. He really can. In the third movie earlier, I was like, he's a lot better in this movie. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden... Immediately. Got, he started throwing things. Oh, and okay. And so in the background, I think the thing, the, the sort of big bad to know mm. is that... In the first film, Bella is the reason why James, the vampire, died. Mm-hmm. And so James's girlfriend, Victoria, mm-hmm. is like, I need to get revenge on the Collins, Edward specifically, and I'm going to kill the person that he loves because he killed the person that I love. Yeah. So genius. in the background, we just see this like thing, this shock of red hair sprinting through a forest. Mm-hmm. And we're meant to sort of like sense there's some impending danger. People are being murdered all the time. People are missing. It's all spooky and Twin Peaks. Um, but Bella asks Jacob to fix a motorcycle mm-hmm. because she wants to ride motorcycles and she wants to die. Yeah. So she can see Edward. Mm-hmm. So Jacob helps her fix the motorcycle, and they become besties. Jacob mentions to her that his friends are all of a sudden being, like, weird. Like, there's this guy, this, like, on on the reservation, there's this guy who's older than him named Sam, and all of the boys in, um, on the, on the reservation will at some point, like, join Sam's cult. And, like, do whatever he says. Yeah, and so Jacob's like, ugh, like, my friends, like, ditched me. Like, I used to have these, And now they won't wear their shirts. And now, like, none of them wear their shirts, and they're always, like, jumping off of cliffs, and it's so weird, and he's, like, so he's all alone, he has no friends, he feels isolated, Bella feels isolated, she has no friends, and so they become very bonded very quickly. Mm -hmm. Smash cut to the movie theater. A great scene. It's so good. Um, What's the movie called again? Like... Fist, fist, fist blood? It's something punch? Blood punch? I face... face no. Fist punch? Maybe fist punch. I'm gonna say it's face fist. Face fist. Fist punch. And t- so what's the other boy's name? Mike. Mike is a regular boy. Yeah. Poor Mike doesn't Who's stand always, a chance. He's always been into Bella. He's always been into Bella. He looks 35 years old. <laughs> yes. And both of them, ne- we were just talking about how this moment happened to us all the time. Constantly. Is when we would go to the movies. With two boys who we knew were in love with us. Both. And you're sitting in the middle and both of them kind of open your hand. Okay, you know when you're in church? <laughs> And yeah. a charismatic song is playing, yes. and you open your hands. It's sort of like that's happening, but on either side of you with, with two, two boys, boys who want to hold your hand. Which also, okay, all right, like, I'm not like, hold my hand right now, Maddie, but like, if I'm just doing this, like, just next to you, if like, I'm trying to hold your hand, I would, I feel like you just kind of, like, okay, like, your hand okay. is here. So, okay, so, like, we're sitting side by side at the movie theater. Okay, let's do it. So, but, like, it's sort of, like, here. So, like, I'm a boy, and I'm, like, 
I'm kind of doing this to be like, oh, if you want to hold my hand, you can. And then I'm just watching this <laughs> bunch. But, like, and then you would be able to see the hand of the other boy on the other side Totally. Of me, right? Okay. Well, I guess, like, no, yeah, you totally would, especially if I was taller than you. Yeah, yeah, which everyone <laughs> is. Um, but I'm wondering, even if you did, like... I think it's sort of like... I, I didn't so, like that. It's sort of like a gesture of, like... You can hold my hand. But, but I think, like, it of is like, a gesture. Of, like, hey, if you want to hold my hand. But, and so, but, like, if you were doing it and I was, like, a girl who wanted to hold a boy's hand and I saw that, I would be, like... <laughs> I would probably just be, like... This isn't... I would, like, do that. Oh, and then we would hold hands that way? Yeah, so, like, my hand could be comfortable. Okay. And your hand could be, like, more in your... Or, actually, you know what? I would actually do this. Oh. I would bring it more into my lap. Okay. Yeah. But it's, like, a gesture, like, okay, let's it's, do this. Exactly. It's okay. not, like, stay here and hold my hand. It's, it like, just a... Felt, they just... They're very floppy open. Yeah. So, anyways, so, Mike <laughs> and her go to... And Bella's wearing a pretty white blouse. She is. She's wearing a peasant top. It's I, very cute. I really like it. Okay, so... Basically, what ends up happening is um, Bella invites two boys to the movies. Mike is a little... Poor Mike. Poor Mike. Um, and Jacob is like, your pussy-ass pussy. bitch friend. <laughs> and and um, you know what I noticed, Maddie? What? Jacob's acting different. <laughs> He's like kind of acting like a little aggro. He's acting kind of like a... Like an animal. Kind of like aggressive and like grrr. Yeah. Like there's just like something inside of him waiting to come Trying out. Trying to come out. And and Bella has this moment that she will have a subsequent total of like 17 times mm. in the rest of the series. Oh. Where there's two boys who get angry at each other. Yes. And she goes, she goes stop. stop. <laughs> this isn't you. Stop. stop. I, I hate, I hate it when you fight over me. me. So, what did Mike even do? He didn't do anything. He, he was just like, ah, I'm gonna go home. And, and Jacob was literally like, yeah, you're gonna go home and cry to your mommy. <laughs> yeah, and he, like, stands up off some steps. So, anyways, and Bella pushes against him, and she was like, oh, my God, you're hot. Yeah. <laughs> and you know all the girls in the movie theater were like, like ah! Okay, and so, essentially, mm. Jacob then... All of a sudden goes like at cold on Bella. He like does he won't respond to her calls. Yeah. Bella's alone again. She's got no Edward. She's got no Jacob. Yeah. She's fed the heck up. Oh, so yeah. she decides to this it's been a couple weeks. She decides to drive over to Jacob's place. And this is the moment that I remember when I watched this in theaters. That we that the theater was absolutely feral. <gasps> feral. Yes. Because it's raining. A, important. Important. B, all of a sudden, Jacob's long, beautiful hair is cut off. Like, cropped, cropped, short, almost buzz cut hair. Mm -hmm. And he is fucking jacked. Like, this is like, if you followed, like, the press coverage, you knew that, like, Taylor Lautner was bulking up for this role. He'd Mm -hmm. been, for this one scene, he's got no shirt on, he's got a new tattoo, he's wearing... Cut off pants. I wouldn't call them shorts. But they go to his knees? Yeah. And it's raining. Mm-hmm. And him and Bella get in a fight. Yeah. They fight, 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 fight. Um, and he says, 
just like your filthy blood-sucking <gasps> friends, the Cullens. Ooh. So all of a sudden, she realizes that he knows. She goes, what? She goes, <gasps> she goes, Jacob. <laughs> No, Jacob. <laughs> no, Jacob. Oh, no, no Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> um, and they just fight, and then he jogs away. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Bella distraught, like she normally does, like any smart girl does, mm. she just wanders into the woods with no flashlight, no water, no, no. food, no nothing, mm-hmm. no no path. Does a true Bella, Bella Swan walk. Bella Swan walk to, into, like, the middle of, like, a clearing. Mm-hmm. She finds, like, a clearing in the forest, and all of a sudden, wouldn't you know it, Laurent shows up. Mm. And she's like, no, don't kill me, please. The Collins will get you. She says it just like that. <laughs> and he's like, well, Victoria's gonna kill you anyways. This is, we're back to Victoria. Um, and we're like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the end for her. And then... All of a sudden, these big ass wolves yeah. just show up out of nowhere. You which, think you know which where is the name of our band? <laughs> big ass, ass wolves. wolves. These giant wolves just show up out of nowhere and they save her. They, and that's where this, and that's where the film gets interesting. I think that's where the film peaks and then immediately drops. <laughs> yes, it is like, oh my gosh, like this world is so much bigger than we thought it was, and then it just. You know, and then it goes back to its sort of... And then I'm trying to think of, like, what's interesting after that. Well, Well, I feel bad. I feel like we're skipping Charlie scenes. But what happens? Charlie... Charlie is just distraught. He's he's having such a rough go of it. He's distraught and confused. Bella and Jacob. Oh, well, at this point, Bella just sees the wolves. Right? and But she makes eye contact with one of with those With one of the wolves. And we're like, That's, okay. And she's kind of like, one of those wolves is is kind of sexy. It's like giving face, like mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, I'm, I've, I'm feeling the vibe from this wolf. But it, this is how it actually goes. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and then she bursts in. She tells Charlie. She's like, I know wolves. who's been doing the killings. It's the wolves. Dad, he's like, oh my god, my daughter is depressed. She's crazy. <laughs> She's insane, and she keeps going out to clearings in the woods and getting herself hurt. And she has no friends. Oh my gosh, she has no friends. It's so sad. Um. Okay. So. Okay. 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 I'm trying to remember what happens after this. You we literally this. just watched this we film. Did. That is how insane and it is. How many times have you seen it? Oh, uh, at least a dozen. Okay. Um, oh, the big reveal we didn't say is mm. that, oh, this is what happens. Okay. Bella realizes that these werewolves, these mm. wolves are... Oh, no, okay, actually, this is the big climactic scene. This is the best scene in the film. By far, by far. Where Bella then, she's like, I have to talk to Jacob because the wolves and, like, Sam got to him and his cult. And, like, she's like, I'm fed up. I'm bleh. And so she goes to the house. Jacob is asleep. Mm -hmm. 
and then all of a sudden she sees like the gang of like Sam and his boys like walking up and so she goes out and honestly in a very unbella move just mm-hmm. like confronts all these boys. I don't know sometimes she just walks up to people I she think, really does. I don't understand Bella. Um and she gets so mad at them. They get into such like an aggro aggressive thing that she punches one of them in the face. Mm. She punches like Sam in the face. It's not Sam. She punches maybe it is Sam. I feel like it's Sam. Okay, so she punches Sam in the face and like all the guys are like, whoa, 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 Bella, 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 no, no Bella, no. it's too late. Bella, it's too late. Step no, back. No, step. no, 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 no. You get out of here. That's what they say. And all of a sudden, Sam's body rips out and transforms into a werewolf. Damn. And so he's about to, like, attack Bella. And then all of a sudden, Bella looks behind her, and Jacob is running up, and he's like, Bella, 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 watch out. And she's like, Jacob, no. It's a wolf. It's a wolf, Jacob. You're going to get convert. And then... Jacob, all of a sudden, his skin bursts open and he's the sexy werewolf that she made eye contact with earlier. Oh, no. And so then those boys start fighting. No, stop. And it happens again. She's like, you guys stop fighting over me, please. No, Jacob, Jake, Jacob. Oh, Jacob, no. And I just want to say, I don't know when this starts, but important this whole time. Oh, she's been she's been emailing. She's been Alice. emailing Alice. <laughs> I was like, I think that's what you were doing, but I wasn't sure. But yes, yeah, and been... I'm looking at Maddie. I'm like, you got this. You got this. But she's been emailing Alice. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no response. No response. Nope. No response from Alice. We learn just some more werewolf lore. We mm-hmm. learn more about the wolves. We also learn that, like, Jacob's basically in love with Bella. But she, like, kind of already knew that. Yeah. And she's like, wow. <laughs> and they're like, oh, <laughs> you're okay with weird. Because you're a weird girl. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, <laughs> I guess I'm just, like, I don't know. I just, like, I'm okay with weird. Okay, taking a little break from plot. Okay. I think we need to talk about the chemistry. Oh. Between Jacob and Bella. Okay, so, like, here's what we noticed. Okay. Anytime those two are not speaking. Mm. Chemistry through the freaking roof. Yes. I would say probably more chemistry than those books even gave them. They just... They really have... It's like, all I can imagine is just them, like, sitting in the truck. Yeah. And he's just looking over at her. Dang. That scene is like, okay. Okay. All right. Like, they, to me, have more chemistry. And we already talked about this and argued about it. But they, to me, have infinite more chemistry than Edward and Bella ever Mm -hmm. did. Edward and our pads and ever did. I, well, no, I just, I agree that both of them have chemistry, but famously... You think our pads is very attractive. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I have a crush on our pads sometimes, but what I like about him is it's so ridiculous. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. So famously, my favorite thing in the entire world is the GQ interview with Robert Pattinson, 
And he's just a strange little boy. Yeah. And I like how he just, like, is always, like, breathing hard. Yeah. He is always just breathing hard. <laughs> I think I like New Moon the best out of all of them because you see Edward the least. The least. You and see I, him not at all. And I miss him. <laughs> So, Jacob and Bella are now getting, like, close. Very close. Very close. Like, it's the... This this girl is on fire, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's getting to a point where it's kind of like, oh my gosh. Oh! Then Bella does this very lonely girl thing where she jumps off a cliff in, like, all of her clothes. To feel something. To feel something. Oh, wait. I have, I have a comparison. Okay. Once I was very depressed. Okay. I was... <laughs> surprise, guys. I have depression. <laughs> and I was sitting on a hill. Okay. And I was like, I need to feel something. So do you know what I did? Did you roll down I the rolled hill? down the hill. Was it good? Mm, it was very embarrassing. It's a very humiliating thing to, <laughs> to roll down a hill. Rolling just down to a feel hill something. Is, is embarrassing. It wasn't that fun. So Bella jumps off a cliff, also at the same time where this man named Harry Clearwater uh, has a heart attack and dies. And he's a part of the tribe. The mm -hmm. Quilliet. He lives on the reservation. Yes. And he's also friends with Charlie. They're real good friends. Mm. Besties. Besties. And so Charlie is having to sort of handle Harry's funeral arrangements. This is the most confusing moment of the story and like also is so contrived. It like <sighs> actually makes me mad. But like he goes... Jacob and Bella go into Bella's home, Be but and Jacob is like, there's a vampire here. Yeah. I can smell it. Yeah. Bella's like, oh my gosh, like, and she sees the Cullen's car, and she's like, oh my gosh, it's Edward. Mm -hmm. um, so she goes inside, and it's actually Alice, and Alice saw Bella jump off a cliff, mm -hmm. and was like, With Bella her power. Explain with the power. With the power that she has to see the future? But it's when someone makes a decision. Which is specific. I guess. It's, which, that's a weird loophole. But she saw her make a decision and it's the future and she jumps. And then, I guess, she was like, oh my gosh, Bella, I thought you like tried to kill yourself. Because mm -hmm. Stephanie Meyer loves, loves a suicide. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, she's so into it. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, the phone... The house phone gets a call. Jacob answers the call, and I guess the person on the phone asks for Charlie. Mm -hmm. And Jacob is a total little shit and is like, he's planning a funeral. He's busy planning a funeral. He's busy planning a funeral. And we discover that Edward called the house. Can I describe what Edward looks like in this scene? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so please. Edward is wearing a robe. <laughs> Edward's wearing like a you know when like the robe like wraps and then you tie the robe yeah and he's in some kind of like dark moody place and then he takes the phone and he crunches it in his hands just so no one can call that and, well yeah but also it like just turns to d but he doesn't just crunch it and it doesn't become a metal clump and drop 
he's it, like he's disintegrates. So it disintegrates it. in his hand. Yeah, but I just love that he's wearing a robe. He is. He's wearing a blue velvet robe, and then he will also oh, again wear a, wear a, red, a robe. Yeah, a he'll wear robe. he'll wear another robe. That's oh, another thank point. goodness he has more than one. I know, I know. I love that he is 117 years old. So now that he's not pretending to be a teenager, he he's can, like, this is what I would actually prefer to wear is is a velvet, just, a blue velvet robe. And honestly, I understand that he's what, in his robe era. I would prefer to wear. Uh, okay, so, because the Collins are bizarros, Mm -hmm. um, Edward reads Alice's mind, Mm because he can read minds, and he sees Bella try to jump, well, Bella jump off the cliff. Try to K herself. To K her S. K her H. Nope. K. Mike just says K herself. To K herself. I like K her as. Um, <laughs> and because Jacob answered the phone like a little shit and knew it was Edward and mm-hmm. like said that just to like, yeah. Edward is now convinced that Bella K'd her S and he, so he is going to K him S. And guys, okay, so remember when they were remember in, in the, the beginning where remember, remember for that split second Edward was just whispering in class. He's like, "Well, if I was going to K my ass, um, <laughs> then this is what I would do." Guys, actually, what's crazy? It comes back. It like it, actually it actually becomes relevant. It actually is almost so appallingly relevant. Mm-hmm. You're like, if I blinked, if I just sort of was eating a handful of popcorn a little bit too loudly, I would have missed that entire part in the film. Yeah. And I would not know what was going on. Mm-mm. So they go to Italy mm-hmm. immediately. She doesn't tell Charlie. Nope. Which is insane. Not not 43-year-old Charlie not while he's... 43-year-old Charlie while he's, he's planning his, his friend's, friend's funeral. funeral. God, she's such a horrible child. <laughs> she's awful like from this moment on she's an awful person yeah she took everything that was being done to her in the first film and was just like no 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 it's my time now so they go to italy she goes to italy and we get to one of the best moments in the franchise yeah where alice Alice wears a scarf. Oh, and red gloves. And, red, and sunglasses. Oh, it's such a good look. She's so pretty. She is really pretty. I love that she's like, my brother is about to K his ass. <laughs> and but I'm going to look chic. <laughs> but first, let me reapply my lipstick. Let me do a full beat. <laughs> and look like Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. But um, anyways, so they get to Italy the clock is striking. Oh, and we're going to get to one of my favorite moments. Oh, okay. In film history. Okay. I've got this. Okay. Ready? Yeah, go for it. So, Alice is like, I can't come with you. He's going to read my mind. It's you. <laughs> you have to go. And all these men, all, all these people in red cloaks are, like, walking around in celebration for that there are no more vampires, which is which ironic. Which is so ironic. Because I, vampires are real. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so silly. So then... Bella does something amazing, which is run the best she anyone has ever run in a movie. Like is Tom Cruise, so who good at running. Y'all need to watch it back. It's like it goes on no, for a while. She and she like she sort of like paces her running too, mm-hmm. where the running gets more and less frantic based on like 
the type of space that she has. And the extras do a great job because sometimes in movies like this, they're like pre-anticipating the A-list no, star like, to shove through. They're like... They hey, do not care. They're like, they're crowding in. They're like, we she gotta has celebrate. To, she has to push through that. No, no, it's like, it's truly, and it's a really beautiful scene because there's all this red and then it's Bella and yeah. she's running. No, it's but beautiful. it's cutting back and forth between Edward has, what color of shirt is it? Is it a blue button-up? No, he's not wearing any shirt. He's just wearing the robe. No, is he? No, I really think he's unbuttoning his shirt. I thought he was just taking a robe off. Uh, he He's doing both. And <laughs> he has the saddest look on his face, and he's going to K his ass. No, he's going he's gonna to expose himself to, to humanity because the Volturi said he was too valuable, a tool for them to kill. Exactly. Well, no, but in this is his long game. Okay, yeah, This yeah, was yeah. his plan in English class. Yeah. And <laughs> he was, he had to that he came up with in high school yeah, English class. Yeah. And then Bella, like, runs in and she's like, Edward, no. She's like, Edward, Edward, no. <laughs> um, and she flings herself on him and and wraps her arms and legs around him to stop him from exposing himself. <laughs> and then in the long term, eventually yeah. king his ass. Yeah, king his ass. And so, but one of the most, I think like one of the most like beautiful and selfless parts of the entire series is she's like, now that I know you're alive, it's okay. I'll, I'll leave again. I'm gonna go. I'll, go. I'll go. I know you, I know like, how could you ever love someone like me? I'm gonna go. <laughs> Which also... Okay, I know you don't, don't don't laugh at me. Always be willing to walk away. Always be willing to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so true. Thanks, Nick Vial. Thank you, Nick Vial. Always be and you know what? She was willing to walk she away. She was willing to walk away. But also I feel like I would do that too. I feel like hear hear me out. I'm ready. Like it's all about power, right? Yeah. It's all about the power. And I feel like what she did in that situation yes. is she took the power back oh yeah she took the power back so essentially we get this like very strange nancy myers fourth act where which is the best part which is the best part but where almost we meet, feels like a deleted scene it does where we meet the volturi who are arguably very important but yeah. like the film does not ever treat them as important as they should be mm-hmm. but like can't not keep them in mm-hmm. um we meet Dakota Fanning, my arch nemesis. That's her arch nemesis. I, it is Dakota Fanning. And we also meet Wesley Snipes. We meet the Volturi. They're bad guys with powers. They are going to kill Bella for some reason. But then they just... Because she knows about vampires. Because she knows about vampires. But also, Bella's like a special girl. They're like, why can't I read your mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't I... Yeah. Um, she's a special girl. Their powers do not affect her. Mm-hmm. Not even Jane's power. That's like her being like pain. Arrow. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen, Charlie Sheen's brother. Mm-hmm. Famously. Famously Charlie Sheen's brother, Michael Sheen. Um, that's not true, by the way. That's a joke. No, I know. Okay, okay, okay. I know. Um, then um they don't kill her. They go back to a home. They go back to Forks, Washington. Charlie is... They, they make a deal. Oh, they they're make like, a deal. They're oh, like, yeah. oh, I can't wait to see how powerful you'll of be. a Jedi you'll be. 
<laughs> so let's turn in her into a, a Jedi now. Yobi, so let's send you to Hogwarts now. Yeah. And um, and Edward in his red robe, um, he's, he's like, like, "I'll do my soul. Don't, don't do. I can't." Oh. Oh. But then Alice is like, "It'll happen, and I'll do, I'll it, do it myself." myself. And um, but that makes them happy. Yeah, and they're like, "That makes me." really happy that makes i feel good about that <laughs> good plan good plan good, good plan. plan good plan everybody, everybody. good plan uh, good plan so they go back to america yes and charlie's pissed um understandably understandably so pissed <laughs> i think he's actually like so much chiller than i would be i would literally like I, would, I think 43-year-old Charlie is now just used to it. Yeah, I think he, like, he, he's he's just trying to get through, he's just trying to get through the, the year. The death of his best friend. <laughs> um, but then Bella and Edward are back in their field where they, they were in the beginning, mm. um, where she was an old woman, and she was like, okay, it, maybe, he was like, I'm not gonna change you, like, we can always, like, we can always put off the Voltori. And she was like, no, you have, you promised, and I want to be changed. And he's like, okay, well, then you have to do one thing for me. Oh, my gosh. And it's honestly, like, <laughs> like the pause is insane. The, act, the literal line read is like, what? She's like, what? He's like, you have to. Wait, pa- wait. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, say it again. He's he's like you have to marry me. <laughs> and she and goes and she goes playing. and then this song starts playing. And then there's a blooper reel. Uh 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 and all the and all the werewolves are dancing around in their morph suits, <laughs> and like all like very choreographed. Yeah. And there's some pointing going yeah, yeah, yeah. on. And there's like one of those really things where they're just like, ah, whatever, what. And then the. Um, and then he's like. And then like he's <laughs> like he's like you're lying to everyone. And then Charlie. And then the blooper reel starts where um, Michael Sheen is going like, so but wait. <laughs> And Dakota Fanning is like Spain. Fuck. (laughs) And then everyone laughs because it's so funny that she said fuck and she's a little girl. And she's like And that's as much fun as she's had and in 14 then, years. <laughs> so everybody is like, that's as much fun so as she's much had since fun, War of the World. Like making funny jokes and stuff. And just like, no matter how many times they cut back to Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, they're just it's just so nothing silly it. happens. And I mean, you guys know, you guys have seen this blooper reel, so you understand <laughs> what we're talking about. Um, that was New Moon. That was New Moon. Um, Rebecca, do you, do what happened in the next movie? That's a great question. <laughs> so in, in, in Eclipse. In Eclipse. I feel like you could totally take out Eclipse and just jump to Breaking Dawn. But it ends, New Moon goes, will you marry me? And, and she then, goes, <gasps> I think I want to marry, marry you. Marry yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Eclipse 
It's he, film noir. He, yeah, he said, oh, okay. So it all opens yes. on, um, on not Sam Claff, Clafton. Um, also not um, Ansel Elgort. Okay, so it opens on not Ansel Elgort, and he is, should we not mention Ansel Elgort because he's canceled? It's not Ansel Elgort. Okay, so it opens on not Ansel Elgort going like, what have you done to me? He's like, ow! ow. It's raining. Ouchie. Like, really raining. Ouchie. And it's Seattle, so yeah. you know the rain's... It's going crazy. And then it's like, never mind, we're not telling you. And you're like, cliffhanger. I don't know about you, but when I mm. saw this movie, mm-hmm. I did not remember this from the books. I didn't either. And I was like, did they add this in like Mm -hmm. is this like but it is in the books it's funny because changing perspectives isn't really a thing but then every once in a while they'll be like and now it's jacob's side of the story you're like okay so i have a good question i love it if we were to give sort of like a genre for the first twilight film it would be sort of like Art house, like, like romance indie. thriller. Yeah, Art like house. a like a blue Valentine, or like a like a Blair Witch Project. Ooh, yes, yes. You know, like if Blue Valentine met Blair Witch Project, met Sofia Coppola, exactly. Um, then that would be the first Twilight. The second mm-hmm. Twilight is probably like I want to say it's like the aesthetic of an indie, like like 20th Century Fox. Yeah, like you know how like Juno is like. Oh, this is an indie film, yeah. but it's it had like a crazy budget and mm-hmm. was produced by 20th Century Fox. Yeah, um, it still has the the inklings of indie. It still has like the um, the sort of it's it it does some things like it's there's that whole like moving around the chair, mm-hmm. um, and then the sequence where she like jumps in the river. I, I do think she, there's a little bit of an action film in there. Yeah, there's wolfies. There's famously my favorite scene with the red hoods. I literally just might watch that yeah. scene. It's beautiful. It's, it's she's so good at running. Oh, she's <laughs> we can't stop talking about how good she is at running. Um. But it does have like a it, it it's a commercial indie. Mm. It's sort of like I would say maybe not a blockbuster, but like a commercial action romance. Love it, yeah. Eclipse. Eclipse is big budget film noir. Yeah. But None of that budget went towards the wigs. Yeah, and it's um, it's like Chinatown. It's sort of like, you know, that one movie with Angelina Jolie and Gwyneth Paltrow and Jude Law, where Angelina Jolie is in an eye patch. No. Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. No. That doesn't sound like the you know movie the Mal- for me. You know the Maltese Falcon. It's Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a weird name. When you say Maltese Falcon, I think I think of like a maroon ship. You're so right. It's a it's a weird it doesn't fit the movie. Well, Twilight. Twilight. Twilight Eclipse mm. is a commercial noir mm. action thriller. Romance. A soft romance. I would say this is like the least sexy of all the movies. Yeah. So, 
let's dive back into the plot. Okay, yeah. So, where what's happening What's happening with Bella? So Bella, it opens in a field, and Bella famously is reading poetry to Edward. And when we saw this, I said, I hate that, and I would never read poetry in a field. Yeah. And Maddie said, no, you would read poetry in a field yeah. to your lover. And I really don't know if I would. Would you read poetry in, in a, a field, field to your my- Lover. lover unfortunately i think i am that type of girl once again this is where we're different yeah you i know how i hate like i just am like maybe i'm reading poetry maybe we're both reading poetry mm-hmm. maybe like I, I, maybe occasionally i'll be like let me read this to you yeah and they're like oh let me listen yeah and then i read it and they go hmm Hmm. Do you know what we didn't do? We didn't pay attention to the poem. I wonder if the poem was foreshadowing. There was a lot of foreshadowing mm. in Eclipse. Okay. The Good. third what? Okay, sorry. Sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. So there was a lot of foreshadowing in Eclipse. Essentially, I would say the theme of the film is will getting married mean the end of my life Mm. and I think Bella is trying to answer that question for herself and really steeping herself in what it means to be alive what her life looks like when she's alive versus what her life looks like when she's dead aka with Edward Mm. lest we forget the only reason why she's getting married is because she wants to fuck Yeah, because Edward, which we had a little bit of a good conversation when she's like, you know, who would be down? Maddie said, you know, who would be down? Jacob. And I came up with a theory that actually I think if Bella was to sleep with Jacob, I think like he could get over her. He could have gotten over her if they had just sort of gotten it out of their system I think so too I think like if he could have gotten it out of his system and then later he just would have imprinted on someone and been like oh my gosh this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do Bella yeah and I think I think if Bella had had a hoe phase Mm -hmm. that would have been really good for her Mm -hmm. like I think it would have been interesting if like when Edward left in New Moon like say this isn't written by Mormon Stephanie Meyer yeah and Bella like I could totally I feel like Edward leaving for mm-hmm. a season, good for Bella. Mm-hmm. Very good for Bella. Bella. Very good for Bella. But if in that season she had sort of like gone around and just dated a bunch of people. She would have slept with, what is it, Steve? Mike. Mike. Frank. Frankie. Or what if she would have slept with uh, Amanda, uh, Amanda Pines? I don't know anyone's name. Oh, Jessica. Jessica. She well, could have slept she, with Jessica. She, she could have like, slept with Mike. She could have slept with, with Jacob. No, and I think if she had done that, and then when Edward came back and she was like, I still want you. I'm still ready for you. You are the one that I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. I feel like that would have been, I would have like sort of trusted their love a little bit more. Yeah. Because I feel like up until this point, they really are just sort of being fueled by lust. Yeah. There is one point where I think this is such a... Well, also, that's so high school 
where it's like, you're the only one, you're the only one. And there is one point that Edward, Edward, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but we're talking about the relationship where Edward takes her to go see her mom, Renee. Yeah. And she's like, this is my goodbye to my mom. But so Renee, sad. it's so funny because as a high schooler, you see their love is like so important. But then as an adult, you're like, okay, you know when... Like, you need to listen to what your friends and your family have to say about who you're dating. Yeah. And it's interesting because Twilight's message is, don't listen, listen to, to anyone. anyone. Um, but anyways, Renee says, you two are like magnets. When you move, he moves. When he, he moves, moves, you move. move. And at the time, that's very romantic. Let's talk about the, not my first issue, yeah, with Edward. Not my first. Yeah. But the one where I was like, okay. Yeah, this, I think Edward. It's Edward the worst is, thing he's Edward's done to me. Little, Edward's a little, maybe not faultless in New Moon, mm -hmm. but he definitely like, he doesn't do anything actively terrible. He's just passively terrible. In, in Twilight, he like, he watches her sleep. Yeah. And he's also like. Bella, don't do this. Mm -hmm. Don't do this dangerous thing and being just sort of overall a little controlling. And like, I'm going to buckle you into the car. And yeah. I'm like, that's not the end of the world. Yeah. But Edward does something. Let's backtrack. So on top of there being this sort of, well, I guess this ties into the theme, but on top of there being this uh, push and pull, like mm -hmm. Bella is between two worlds. She's about to make a really important decision. Mm -hmm. It's about making choices. Yeah. It's about sacrificing. Choosing. Choosing. Yeah. And famously in life, there's only two choices. Mm -hmm. Bella is essentially choosing quote unquote between life and death. And Jacob represents life. Mm -hmm. Edward represents death. Yeah. And even though Bella has, it's so obvious that Bella loves Jacob, but like is not interested in him romantically at all. Mm -hmm. Jacob is obsessed with her. Yeah. And on top of there being this internal conflict where there's an emotional sort of pull between, there's an emotional pull between, it's a love triangle. Mm. There's also this sort of like war of species where like it's literally werewolves versus vampires. Yeah. And so anytime that Bella leaves the Collins domain, which mm -hmm. is Forks, and goes on to the reservation where the werewolves are have domain, mm -hmm. Edward can't quote unquote protect her. Mm -hmm. So when Bella wants to go see Jacob, what does Edward do? Is she gets in his her car and very sound of music. He's taken the like engine out or like taking he's horse like out. severed like the like like she can't turn on the car or the truck and that was like I I absolutely didn't remember that because I remember the moments of he's like I don't want you talking to Jacob. Jacob's like in the uh, like in his shirtlessness in the woods, and then she's like, "Read his mind. Is he gonna hurt you?" And then he or is, is he, he gonna, gonna hurt, hurt me? me? And uh, like those moments, I feel like are a little bit more like like you're Bella, feeling tension, you're feeling jealous, and then he has to accept like even though I hate that you're hanging out with him, I can read his mind, and like he's not going to hurt you in this moment. And also, that's more interesting. I would say for the most part, especially in this film. 
Bella is like incredibly problematic, but Edward, Edward does something that's like actually insane. No, that's, yeah. And it is, and it is basically, he acted, he, he renders her car useless. Yeah. That's, that's like, that's like, um, well, and prisoner it is, stuff. It is sort of where you realize like there is no matter what mm. an incredible power imbalance. Yeah. And until she becomes a vampire, that power imbalance will always be there, which mm -hmm. is why I think it's really, I think there is, like, if you really wanted to get into the psychology of it, I think Edward doesn't want Bella to have power. It's all mm. about, like, her soul. But in reality, what he's doing is he's, he's taking away her agency. Yeah. Because... If he wanted to, if he really, really wanted to, if his love ever falters, mm. he could, it would take two seconds and he could end her life. Yeah. He could do anything. He could, he could keep her prisoner for well, forever. That, that makes me think about how Rosalie has, like when Bella's like, let's vote, let's vote right now to turn me into a vampire. And Rosalie, I think like has this really interesting moment where she's like, I'm sorry, Bella. Like, I didn't have a choice in this. Yeah. So, like, I am. I, I'm saying no, which is really, which is interesting because Bella is making a choice, and then Rosalie saying, but you can't have the choice. Yeah. But anyways, the contradiction I think is like really interesting because Rosalie didn't want to be saved. However, like, Bella is making a choice, and Edward is saying like, you have a choice between this and this and she's like okay I made my choice and Edward's like because no. he's like oh I want to save your soul mm -hmm. which I guess like I don't know it's sort of like do we buy that Edward's a good person mm-hmm and, and like the only reason why I mean listen I don't like Edward I am not team Edward I liked him way more in Twilight I yeah. had a I had a really fun campy time with him in Twilight, I will stand by that. Yeah. I am not enjoying him as much. Am I enjoying the camp of this movie? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Okay. This movie is ridiculous. Okay, here's another concept. Because at one point, y'all, we, we're just now talking big themes. Yeah. The theme is is there's a there's a vampire army forming and Edward yeah. wants to protect Bella. Yeah, basically that's Bella, the plot. Bella is literally like crack to everyone mm -hmm. this boring ass girl with no thoughts is basically like um the reason why vampires and werewolves are dying and at war with one another she's a helen of troy she's a helen of troy so the thing is is a, a conversation we got into is really like edward and bella does don't even kiss that much no. like it's more just them like being near each other and like, close to the mic <sighs> yeah like that and um but edward's like no not now we're not it's, gonna have sex now and bella it will not bella you're maddie and maddie was like <laughs> <laughs> maddie, you are wearing like a, a I, high i am this I is am, a this is a very bella swan if it was gray it yeah. would be the most bella thing i'd ever I feel seen like there's probably like some like towards the end of all the movies she does sort of get into more like like lighter colors lighter cool like tones. yeah exactly when so, when the danger is as uh, retreated is yes so and sorry hold on okay there we go 
And Maddie and I got into a conversation where Maddie was like, ah, just like do it, you know, like whatever. And then it is interesting because as many issues, two things, I'm not defending Edward, but two things I think are interesting is for one, <laughs> consent, but because if like Edward doesn't want to yeah. and Bella is like, I'm going to tear down what you need. Because yes, turning into a vampire does represent sex, but also separately, like it can also be a separate conversation that Edward doesn't want to have sex with her until marriage. Yeah. And, and also, in for safety purposes, he can't have sex with Bella, I don't think, until they're married. So, like, it no, does... But, no, no, the thing is, the thing is, actually... Yeah. They shouldn't have sex until she's a vampire. Exactly. But he... But he's like, I'm willing to hurt you once we're married. No, he's... Because he... Well, actually, now in New Moon, I can't remember why he's willing to have sex with her before she's a vampire. But I think, like, what would make sense is because he is old-fashioned. He wants to save sex for marriage, which yeah. is his choice. That's his choice. And, and, I, also, and I can respect that. Yeah, true. And then for safety purposes, what, what what's interesting is with New Moon, he has sex with her before she's a vampire. But it would make more sense to me if it's like, I don't want to have sex with you until we're married. And then once we're married, I'll turn you into a vampire and then we'll have sex. Yeah. So him switching the order of things doesn't make sense to me. I think, okay, let's live in a perfect world where yeah. Stephanie Myers is an incredible writer who thought all of this out beforehand and there are no plot holes in Twilight. There, there's no cognitive okay. dissonance at all. Am I right though? Yes. Okay, thank you. In a perfect world, I wrote Twilight. Yes. She's right. Thank you. I think I, I can't help but get anxious when I watch these films now. Mm. Because I know that Bella is not real. Mm. And I know that vampires don't exist. Oh, man. But I do think that in some way, and we've talked about this before, Stephanie Meyer... This is such a representation of what it feels like when you're young mm -hmm. and you grow up in, you know, semi, for Stephanie Meyer, like religious indoctrination mm -hmm. where there is a huge faction of, of womanhood who believes that your life begins once you get married. married. Yeah. And it in it I get anxious for Bella because I know that like the fantasy is she's going to turn into a vampire and all of a sudden she's going to have she's going to be beautiful and have these powers. Yeah. Um and it doesn't matter that she'll have to leave her her family and friends behind because mm. she's gaining like this special thing that makes her unique and powerful and will live forever. Mm. But the reality is, if there were no magic in Twilight, it would be a, a tragedy. They, uh, that's really true. And that brings up something Jacob said is like, choose me because you, and I thought, I was like, wow, I don't remember this conversation. But he's like, choose me because you won't have to say goodbye to your family. Yeah. You can have kids. It would be as you easy can have as breathing. breathing. 
And and I do think that brings up another side because I'm thinking too much about Edward. But also Bella isn't just like, turn me into a vampire. She's also like, I don't know if I believe in the constructs of marriage. Yeah. I'm a child of divorce. And that is another thing. And that's very, do you know what I'm saying? It, it, what's We've talked about this before. Parentification. No. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Aniston. Yes. It all (laughs) It all comes back Back to he's just just not not that that into you. you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm right. So anyways, we have so many thoughts about Eclipse. I feel like we're going to get into like a big tunnel of like... Mm. um, introspection and anxiety yeah um and that's so fun to sit and talk about but I think can I say one more thing yeah interesting so (laughs) it's interesting um but we were talking about Edward cutting out the motor and whatever but also I do think it is very high school main girl that like if your boyfriend is like hey, like, I really don't like you spending so much heavy breathing time with Jacob. Yeah. How how in the right do you think it is for Edward to be like, don't hang out with him? Oh, I think absolutely if he was like, please don't hang out with this guy. He's clearly in love with you. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to him. Yeah, it's it, she is like... No, it's she's horrible to Jacob. Yeah. Poor Jacob. Poor Jacob. And, and also, if you're in love with someone, like, if you should listen to your therapist and be like, hey, I do think this obsession has gone too far, you need to let go. But also, like, if you really love someone, you're not gonna keep texting them like, hey, we can't date. And then they're like, and then they're like, hey, but I'm sick. Like, can if you? That's... <laughs> no, and we, and we talked about this in When Harry Met Sally. Like, mm-hmm. if there's someone who's like, you know, we've been on both sides of it yeah but like you're not being a good friend to that person if you if you're stringing them along no and that's not really love that's them i mean because that's what jacob was was like a surrogate boyfriend yeah, exactly when edward was gone and yeah. whenever edward's being difficult or being affectionless or being mm-hmm. you know uh, a 117-year-old man. She goes to young, young Jacob. 16-year-old. 16 16-year-old 16 Jacob and is able to, like, experience life. Okay. There's a lot to talk about here. So, famously, <laughs> we are the We are the lonely, lonely girls. girls. And, um, of course, we do have to talk about these two films, these mm-hmm. two sister films yeah. from the lens of... These two same films. These two same, basic, so, same films okay. from the lens of... The, the lonely, lonely girl. girl. Okay, Sarah, so let's talk about what... Okay, let's just talk about... Okay, I have a great pitch for a character I want us to talk about through the lonely girl lens. Okay. Leah. Oh. Right? I think that's I think that's an interesting Leah, one. honestly... We, because okay. the other character... Our, our three main characters don't change very much They don't Twilight. change, and we've talked too much about them. So Leah, if you guys don't know, is the first like female werewolf in Quileot history. And one thing I think that is cool about the werewolves is in their genes, it's in there, 
but it's ignited for them to become werewolves to protect people from vampires. So now that the vampires are all over the place, all of a sudden, all There's the young all people these. from the reservation, that's like that genetic is yeah. being... And I think that's like, from Stephanie Myers. I think that's a cool detail. That is a cool detail. She did mm, a few things right. Can I think of any other things off the top of my head? Nor. Nor. So, Leah has a really, really interesting lonely girl story where she and Sam, the leader of Jacob's pack, were dating. And then Sam imprinted on Emily, another one. A.K.A. codependency. A.K.A codependency aka Mm -hmm. trauma bonding and in sort of like werewolf lore if you imprint on someone it means that like you're you are bound to them Mm -hmm. like in in a way that like no other person matters in your entire life your soul your your like brain functioning depends on their love their existence and so leah a lost a boyfriend lost like the love of her life sam because he no longer cared about her. And then all of a sudden Leah is like a member of this werewolf pack that Sam leads and she can hear his thoughts all the time and he can hear hers. That that's horrifying. I actually like did you read Aragon? Um yes. Okay. You know how Aragon and Sophia can read each other's minds? Yes. I always kind of thought that was hot. I don't particularly ascribe to the same belief, but I know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, but anyways, I always thought, like, not, like, mind reading exactly, but being, like, mentally connected. Mm. But also I remember, like, a detail in the book, and I wish it was kind of said, is, like, isn't this awkward about, like, like anyone's, like romantic notions towards someone and they're like yeah it is really awkward it's really awkward but leah i think is like so interesting in that she's already on the outside as as a girl girl. she's already on the outside also as humanity because she's kind of this like cool tank top wearing girl girl she already is yeah and she i just she they do a great job in casting is i don't even think she says much she just but like you yeah. Yeah. So, like, the casting, like, it's you just, just her look face, at her, and you're like, oh, yeah. I, I, get I know. It. I know everything I need to know it, about this. Exactly. Person. And so, she's already on the outskirts of humanity. And then, at least when you're a werewolf, you have your, your pack. Mm-hmm. And even in the pack, she's an outsider and she can read all of their thoughts. And it's just like, I just want Leah, I want Leah to imprint on someone so badly. And like, not just someone, but like Like, um, Lee Pace. Yeah. Like like a hottie. I, um, and I mean, famously Lee Pace does play a vampire in. And, and I guess famously we can make that happen in our brains because werewolves can imprint on half vampire, half human. So I'm sure they could imprint on a vampire. On a full vampire. (gasps) Good idea. Okay, great. Even great. though he does, Lee does Pace does. No, Lee Pace gets with like one of the Icelandic vampires. Not or, like, anymore. The, the Swedish vampires. Um, I think another really lonely girl. Because I mean, I think we can talk about Jacob as a lonely girl 
in these two films. Yeah. Um, and it is that sort of like self-imposed lonely girl mm-hmm. where like he's really putting himself through the ringer as most of us do when we're 16, you know? Yeah. Like most of us feel some crazy feelings when we're 16 mm-hmm. and just destroy our lives for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but he really like, he really, really takes it to the edge where there's a point where Jacob is like, I'm going to kill myself because you won't kiss me, Bella. Okay, so, yeah. Do you think, here's a question, because I was watching it and I was like, because I, I had some, like, obsessive places and, uh, like, a relationship when I was 17. But do you think, people always say, like, you'll never forget your first love. Yeah. Do you think there is this, like, dark, like, broody obsession that one can reach in teenagehood that do you think it's exclusive to teenagehood? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think it's sort of like, here's the thing. Mm. I don't think it's exclusive to teenagehood, but I think once you've done it, you'll never do it again. Mm. So if you don't do it when you're 17, if you don't like really get that out of your system, mm-hmm. it'll it'll crop up again. I, I also think there's something about like your first, these waves of these hormones and mm. emotions towards someone and you you can't, prep yourself for it and I just remember being like almost like terrified of myself does that make sense yes did you feel like a werewolf I I kind of do you yeah I feel like I feel like I I also think just to interject growing up in youth groups I think we were prepped for boys turning into werewolves they were like, okay, dude, here like, comes the werewolf. Yeah. You know? And then, like, myself, um, sorry, mom, but I just remember watching Pride and Prejudice with this boy. And he liked me, and I didn't realize it. And, like, he was doing the Bella thing of, like, oh, we're friends, we're friends. And I was like, okay, okay, la, la, la. And I didn't want to date him. Yeah. He just was not, he wasn't a nice guy. Um, but he was just like, we're just friends. And he, this is so TMI, but he just put his hand on my leg for the first time. And that was it. And I just started getting these waves of like, and I didn't even like this guy, but but this waves of dopamine. And I yeah. remember thinking like, they told me that boys feel this, but, but like, what? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that I think that's why these films stress me out. Mm. I think that's why Bella stresses me out. Mm. Because I'm like, girl, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is not what you should be doing. Yeah. Like, best case scenario, you die and you get to be hot and powerful. Yeah. But, like, girl, no, there's so much more for you. And what's so interesting is Stephanie Myers is telling this story... And we're able to have a conversation with different aspects of it, which yeah. I think is really interesting. Okay, so Jacob. Is Jacob a lonely girl? Deeply. Deeply lonely. And I think he thinks if he has Bella, he's not going to feel lonely anymore. Yeah. But that's just not true. Um, and I can't wait to talk about his third act. Oh my gosh, I can't but wait to talk about his arc. Because teaser. it's so unhinged. It's so unhinged. Okay, so, so uh, Maddie... Honestly, what I've been the most excited to hear about is the music. I got, like, so pumped. Okay, so, like, 
it's for context. Mm. I love music. No, um, <laughs> when I we like, were, <laughs> I really, I love just like, me. I don't know, like, I really, I'm just like into music. Yeah, famously. Um, but while we were watching it, so we watched uh, with Rebecca's younger sister, Mary. Hail Mary. Hail Mary. And her friend, Erica. And Erica is mm-hmm. a classically trained musician. Like, she is like, uh, she's a so she's getting her masters in celetry. Celetry. Uh, um, she plays the cello. She plays the cello and but is, she's also a classically trained pianist. pianist. She had to choose. Hi, Erica. She had to choose between <laughs> do I want to be a professional cellist or pianist? Like that was her big Jacob or Edward. Yeah. Except I think she kind of chose Jacob. Yeah. Being being a cellist is choosing Jacob. Exactly. And, I couldn't agree more. And Mary is um she's a classical vocalist. She's an opera singer. She has like her own students. Like she's incredible. They're, they're musicians. Both, they're both truly incredible. And while we were watching New Moon, New Moon especially, there was a point where like the music was swelling and uh, it was just this sort of like orchestral, mm-hmm. really cinematic moment. Mm-hmm. And Erica and I, like almost at the same time, were like, this music is really good. This score is really good. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, like, what does this sound like? Who is this? And we're sort of just like, y'all had a really cute moment. Well, Erica looked it up and she's mm-hmm. like, okay, guess, guess who it is. Mm-hmm. And so there's like, you know, there's like five or six baseline film composers. Yeah. It's, uh, it's John Williams, obviously mm-hmm. it's Hans Zimmer, mm-hmm. it's Alan Silvestri, it's Craig Armstrong, and then Alexander Desplat, Duh. who I actually did not guess. But um, the score was done by Alexander Desplat, who did uh, the second half of the who did the second half of the Harry Potter series, mm-hmm. and it really I think that's the thing that elevates the the film in a way is like how good the music is. Like it's really good. I would if you if you you know if you have a couple. If you have 30 minutes to kill, mm-hmm. go ahead and listen to the New Moon and Eclipse soundtrack or mm-hmm. score because mm-hmm. they're very good. Do you know what I'm now going to be combing the internet for? And famously, Maddie doesn't like to really hear BTS behind the scenes. I really don't. But would you listen to him explaining his process on writing the music? Oh, I, listen, I, I would eat that up. I would I would listen to Alexander Desplat explain anything. Yeah. Explain his process. I don't know. I mean, he is he's a bit more commercial and he's I don't know. I feel like when there's six composers, they've just got like a lot of well, work. And, and They'll do anything. Also though, what's um I, I could recognize how great it is. Um, but I, there was a moment where like Bella was like falling down a hill or yeah. something, and I just said this score is way too good for this movie. <laughs> and we all were like, I know, right? And like, I can still recognize that. I've been going to classical musical things for Forever. most of my life. But, um, but 
So all that to say, wait, I want to say there was like a lot of like, uh, almost religious, like Catholic sounding, Mm. like, well, also like with the Volturi, I feel like, I thought that was really cool. There was a lot of like, Mm -hmm. ding dong, ding, like bell tower tolls. Yeah. But anyways, I, it's wild how a score can change everything. And, and like, I can say that also because just some of my top five movies, I can just put on their soundtracks. And it's not just because I love those movies. It's more because the soundtrack is so good. The soundtrack and elevates it. the film. And, like, the film could not exist without the soundtrack. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe that with Twilight. I just think it's one of those fun sort of shocking things. Yeah. There are a lot of films that would not exist without their soundtrack. Yeah. But you want to know what my favorite film is that it would not exist without its soundtrack, yeah, Rebecca? please. It's Dune. Dune. Teaser teaser yeah um (laughs) dune is maddie's uh shakespeare episode yeah dune is my shakespeare yeah okay and we'll just leave that in we'll just leave that there Um, so rebecca mm. um like closing thoughts like what did you what did you sort of like learn what did you really take away from these these last two films and and even like what have you learned since recording our first Twilight episode? Okay. I think, for one, I've learned, and I think I have learned in the past, is uh, do whatever you want. Except unless you're leading someone on. Unless it's killing everyone. Kaying your ass. K-ing your ass. Oh, I forgot about don't, that. Don't don't K your ass. Don't okay, here's the thing, guys. Uh don't K your ass and um it get uh it'll pass. It'll pass. It'll pass. And also like don't do what Bella did, which is like obsessively grip onto things because she will famously get what she wants, but I really don't think she'll eventually be happy. Yeah, I think, I think she'll the, I think the best days of her lives are actually what takes place in the film, mm-hmm. which is just being like fraught with um which is just being like fraught with things. Okay, Maddie, um, what what did you learn? I don't really I, like mine, but I you learned go. I learned that life is long. Life is long, but it should be lived. Mm. You know, that was beautiful. Thank you. Okay, favorite quotes, greatest. Oh, hits. I think so. I think we should um, tell mm. tell our viewers where they can find us. Yeah. Um, and close out with our favorite line from okay. the film. So if you, <laughs> um, if you would like to find me yeah. on the internet, anywhere, anytime, any place, Google me, bitch. No. Uh, <laughs> and um, my uh, Vogue article. Yeah, it will come up. I have told a man on a date to Google me. That's good. He, we were like talking about career stuff and I was like, I don't know, you can Google me. That's such a power move. It was such a power move. I should move. say that next and he'll be so, in, he'll like, yeah. I found your indeed. <laughs> I found your resume. Yeah. And that's not changed since 2016. I you're like, that's me. That's me. Um, if you want to find me online, you can find me on TikTok at Madeline Turner and on Instagram at Turner Madeline. 
Um, my favorite line in the Twilight franchise is spoken by my beautiful mortal enemy, Dakota Fanning. It's one single word mm-hmm. delivered fine. Pain. That's it. That's nice. my that's my favorite line. Okay, Rebecca. Um, so for number one, you gotta follow the Lonely Girls podcast um, on Instagram and TikTok, and um, please leave us five stars. Please, please, please. Um, everybody wants you to, and uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Rebecca Botter and on TikTok at Botter Rebecca. And my favorite line from Twilight series is just uh, the crunch of Charlie eating a really <laughs> crunchy sandwich. And m- in my mind, he's put like a ruffle Lay's potato chips yes. onto the sandwich. Have you ever done that? Always. Quite good. Um, on a cold sandwich. And that's my favorite. I love that. Thank um, you. So we will say goodbye to you, mm. gr- uh, lonely girls. But we want to remind you, as always... Stay lonely, but not alone. Bye. Bye. Sweet.